live a life of freedom and adventure? Are you wanting more than the daily grind? Me too. Welcome to The Emma Lovell Show, a place where we talk about living a life you love now. I'm your host, Emma Lovell, and my number one value is freedom. I've spent the last 14 years running a business and traveling the world, and now I take my husband and toddler along for the adventure too. It's possible, and I know you can create a life doing what you truly love as well. This podcast will inspire, motivate, and encourage you to go after your dreams to create a life you love and to live it now, not wait for retirement or someday in the future. I'll be sharing episodes weekly about how I harmonize business, travel, and self-care. I'll also bring on incredible guests to share their journeys, the wins, the challenges, and how they're creating a life they love. Let's jump in and get dreaming. This is a space for you to manifest a life you love. I would like to acknowledge and recognize Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. I am grateful for the continuing care of the land, waterways and skies where I work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on Yugan Bear Country and from wherever you are listening, I pay my respects to the elders past and present. Welcome to today's episode and I'm so excited to have my first ever guest on the Emma Level Show podcast, Emily Osmond. Emily is a marketing mentor, speaker, creator of the Modern Marketing Collective and a gorgeous friend of mine. We met more than 11 years ago doing promotions work on South Bank River in Melbourne. We connected there and since then our business have grown, our lives have grown and I'm really excited to share this episode about how Emily is living a life she loves and that journey that she's gone on to to this today and to get to witness uh, from that day to here is so spectacular. I can't wait to share that story with you. A bit more about Emily. Emily is a marketing mentor who helps entrepreneurs to build flexible, fulfilling and financially rewarding businesses. She does it through her podcast, The Emily Osmond Show, which has listeners in more than 100 countries. Her events, her educational community, the Modern Marketing Collective, has helped more than 1,000 entrepreneurs to grow an engaged audience and become known as the go-to in their niche and make money on their terms. Emily has a Master of Communications degree and she's a new mum to her gorgeous baby boy. And after growing up in England, she's now based in Melbourne, Australia. Emily is such a kind and generous heart and has so much wonderful wisdom to share and her honesty uh, and you know, just beautiful words in this episode really, really warm my heart. I can't wait for you to listen. So let's get in. Please welcome Emily Osmond. Welcome to the podcast, Emily Osmond. Uh, thanks, Em. So good to be here. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Can I call you Em, by the way? <laughs> we, we'll call each other Em. It's, uh, it's so good. Um, we actually go a long way back, but I would like you to introduce yourself in your words. Who are you? Yeah, absolutely. I know. I was hoping we might do the backstory because I'm like, gosh, it's been years. Pretty funny. Quite fun how we met. <laughs> um, but yeah, my name's Emily Osmond. Um, I am, gosh, so many things. Um, who even am I? Um, I'm a mum now. So got my little 10 month old son. I'm a marketing mentor, speaker, podcast host. Um, and yeah, I live in Melbourne, live in Nam, so Melbourne and uh, grew up in England, lived there till I was 13, moved over to Australia with my family. And um, yeah, I'm all about, I guess I've run my own business for probably coming up to 10 years now. Um, and I'm really 
into marketing and simple business and helping other people to get really good at talking about and promoting what it is that they have to offer so they can attract more of the people that are going to love what they have to offer and working with them um, so they can create a business that works for them and their needs and their life. I love it. And I have been watching your journey and and seeing you throughout your journey for a long time. And it's really fun. You have a a kick-ass podcast. So it's very lovely to have you here joining me on my podcast. Uh, You've been a dream guest for a long time, but we met way back when, I think the first time was well, at least one of my most memorable was we were down by South Bank in Melbourne promoting, it might have been Telstra. I think it, it was, have, yeah, one of the phone. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, em, em and I are promo girls from way back when. From way back. <laughs> we uh, will say promo girls or promo staff because some people like to say promo models and it was not that. Like No. It was not standing on the grid at uh, F1. It was standing at the train station handing out cheese. <laughs> Basically. Some days. Some days it's really like I remember we did one, I did one, um, and we had Adam Goods come along for the Telstra. Like we did, there were emceeing opportunities sometimes outside the football or whatever. But you and I were standing by South Bank and you were asking me about how I run my business because yeah. we were thinking maybe I might start something. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Em. And that was what? Oh, Would how been 10 long? Years, 2013 or yeah, 12 yeah. or 13. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, what was I doing then? My, I think I was doing my master's, finishing my master's. Finishing up and you were doing like journalism. Yes. 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 Yeah. And then you were, had some people who were kind of interested. So you were yeah. going to start doing some social. Like, just how telling does one do story. this? How does one do this? Run like work with clients? Oh my gosh, Em, tell me more. <laughs> yes. And you started working with social media clients. And then the next thing I know, this woman's just, scaled teaching people <laughs> stuff just leaps and bounds and I was like man I missed a trick <laughs> but am like for me it feels it's it's so funny from the outside and the inside you know mm. what you think and what you've seen and then I'm like really it feels like I'm just ticking along slow over here um you know figuring oh, it out no I remember seeing and seeing you and now that I have focused on personal brand like seeing you really own that brand mm. and go from yeah, going from, I guess, more of like freelancing or yeah. client relationship to yeah. kind of, it was like a little bit like an agency and yeah. then to going to that teaching model, which yeah. you were earlier in that uptake because mm. now it feels like every second person has a course. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you took that I, up. So when, like, what triggered you on that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you've um, you got a really good grasp actually of what happened there, Em. <laughs> um, so I think it was the first four-ish years of my business. Um, I was or about three years, but I was, you know, full-time in my business for about three years, working with clients a year or two before that. Um, in my lunch break after hours, um, I was working in digital uh, marketing for a tourism body. And I know that you love tourism mm-hmm. and travel. It's a pretty, pretty awesome industry. Um, but anyway, so I was out on my own, running my, my own business. I had built it up to a stage where it was going really well. I had some contractors that were doing some work for me, doing branding, um, design, some websites. We were attracting clients. There was no problem there. Um, So it was all going well in terms of ticking the boxes, but I didn't really feel super excited anymore about my Mm. business. I didn't really feel like it was the right fit for me. And it was a real weird kind of feeling and very uncomfortable 
because I felt as though, well, I've built this business, but I don't think I actually want this. This just doesn't feel quite right. And I felt as though as well that I I wanted to work in a different way and I wanted to be able to, like I realised that I really loved helping people understand how to do the things themselves. And I'd build up my business where the main part of the business, which was the strategy and the branding, um, was handing things over to clients or doing it for them. And I realized that that just wasn't where I got the biggest sense of fulfillment. And so I knew something, I wanted to change something. And I had enough work booked in for about six months or so. And so I gave myself that time to figure out what this change was going to be. And I actually did an audit of my different offers. And this is something that I get my students to do when they're maybe at a similar stage where I had a spreadsheet and I wrote down all the different basically offerings or services that I had, put down the amount of revenue or the percentage revenue they're bringing into my business. And then also how I felt about each one of them. And that made it really clear to me that what I loved the most, that felt really more effortless and in flow and really lit me up was when it was, when I was running workshops or sitting down with a client and helping them nut things out together. Um, then after that, I think I like I'd always am, and I don't know if you were the same, but I'd always kind of heard about online courses and I actually had it written it down like a few years before that, like maybe one day I can do a course, but I felt as though I couldn't do that. It wouldn't fit my personality. I didn't feel, feel as though I was like out there or confident mm. enough or any of those things. And I guess the examples that I saw were often people, you know, living in America, Americans doing that kind of yes. thing, people that I felt had really big personalities and just, I don't know. I just felt, well, I can't, I don't think I can do that. Anyway. Um, I did listen to a podcast and the lady said that she was an introvert, which I definitely relate to. And, um, she described how she'd built up her own membership And so I thought, okay, maybe I can do this. And at the time I was running a free Facebook group and I had a few hundred people in there, business owners. And so I put it out to them and put a survey in there and asked them to vote on anything they'd be interested in from me and a membership option where they could pay and access different trainings and support and all that type of thing came back pretty high up there. But even then I was like, oh gosh, i this feels really intimidating. What if people ask me a question I don't know the answer to? Or what if it's too, what if I get too many questions that I can't get through them all? Um, Anyway, I ended up up with all the problems first, (laughs) all the blocks first. Oh, But um, I ended up creating what's called the Modern Marketing Collective and launched it out there, got my first few members. And actually after then, that was, I think when my, like, anxiety or crisis of confidence kind of hit after I launched it. I'm like, oh my gosh, like what if, what if, you know, the whole imposter syndrome, oh my goodness, what if, what if I don't, you know, don't know the answer and people ask me things. Um, but anyway, that was about five years ago. I think it, yeah, about five years ago. And, um, it has suited me and my personality and the way that I like to work and help people. It just has suited that really, really well. Um, And also I went into this with the knowing that I would 
love to be a parent, love to be a mm-hmm. mom. And I could also, I just couldn't quite see how that previous business model that I had was going to work so well with that because I didn't really want to have more people to manage. Stuff, yeah. And I think that if, you know, you go down that route, you can absolutely make it work, but it just didn't feel the right direction for me. Yeah. So that is a super long answer. <laughs> no, it was really interesting because, you know, when you're saying that, and I appreciate, I've seen you talk about it before, like you and I ended up in a coaching program together. I was like, what are you doing here? Like, yes. I feel like you could be teaching this, no. but you did a, you did a video, you'd done the video a little bit before that. And I, I'd seen it, but it was a story or a reel, but you were like, people are weirded out by the fact that you're getting a coach and you're a coach. Yes. And you're like, of course I need a coach. Like, you know, and yes. people say to you and you're like, you're asking for advice. You're like, I don't, none of us should be sitting in our ivory tower and any coach who is run a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Because we need the support as well. And then also for you to say that mm. you're more introverted because yeah. I don't, you know, the audience might not know, but you do speaking and you do presenting at yeah. some pretty awesome gigs. You've done TV stuff, you know, so. I love that. that stuff. And see, that doesn't, that doesn't intimidate me as much as like, I guess, not being on the stage at an event. And I've heard yes. other people say this when they're introverts. Like I'd rather go to the event, be on the stage, talk, <laughs> then at least everyone knows me and, you know, <laughs> that if they want to come up and chat or I can introduce myself. But um, I almost find that, yeah, I find that less intimidating or scary and I just love it and I love talking and communicating um, and sharing knowledge and all that type of thing. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, I don't know, other situations. I think yeah. I've got better though. I think I've got, yeah. I've, well, I've you've been running for five years now. and you've definitely <laughs> run it successfully. And I remember seeing it come out and I was like, damn, she's oh. got it. And it's, I find a little, I know that, yeah, like you said, had you ever wanted to do an online course? It didn't yeah. come to me then. I was annoyingly ahead of the game, but not in the position to, to mm. action it. And unfortunately yeah. I had a situation where I had the right offer. So what I was, yeah. I was doing social media coaching and social so really what well, I wouldn't have called it coaching but I was teaching yes. people how to do their own social media I had a package I'd worked with them for three months and then handed over after teaching yeah. them like you I loved it mm. and found it really easy but unfortunately I went to a few people I probably put about three or four proposals so I took three no's as a no and it was like oh I'm too expensive it's too yes. expensive yes. the market doesn't want this mm. and being young I mean, like super young, but we yeah. we both started our businesses yes. relatively young. We yeah. didn't have a lot of work or corporate experience, yes. so we're learning a lot of this on the fly. Oh my gosh! And I I had to pay the rent. I had to pay the bills. I'm in a yes. different position now. Where in 2019, where I decided to make the mm. shift, where I had a a husband, I had yeah. a house, like I had yeah. backing that if it didn't work out, yes, I had stuff. But when I was you know, in 2015, mm. I had to work and make money. And Absolutely. so I had to let that, you know, and, and in 2019, I was like, damn it, I had it four years ago. Like I was on the path, but mm. but online courses weren't really mm. so much a thing here then. So mm. that wasn't the dream, but the courses and the workshops, I was getting there. Yeah, yeah But yeah. I needed more structure and, and the foundation, mm. the financial foundation or the, I don't know, the backing and there wasn't anyone demonstrating that to me at that time. Yeah. I think it's interesting as well. Um, maybe starting our businesses a bit younger and the knocks in confidence. Cause mm. I think I just know myself more now versus I think I was about 26, 27 when I started my business. I'm 34 now, almost 35. Um, 
but yeah, I had massive knocks to my confidence with clients that didn't like things or challenged things. And yeah, I think it's interesting. Whereas if I started my business now, I just feel as though I would be more certain about things perhaps. It's a difference I see in women coming from corporate and starting yeah. their own business who are women I love working with because yes. theirs is more just the stepping into themselves and yes. not having that organisational backing mm-hmm. and having to do it. But they do also have that, yeah, they do kind of know I want to do this, I won't do that and yeah. able to sometimes as well pay to get those initial foundations there mm-hmm. that we're, you know, I don't know, I was like bootstrapping and making yeah. it work and scrappily getting along. Yeah. But also, yeah, you learn over time and I'm now at that point where you go, if something's not working or I don't want to do it anymore, Yeah, I just let it go. Mm. And it's still a little bit of friction but not as much as I would, yes. I would have seen letting I, I closed my program this year. If I had yes. done that five years ago, I would have, I, it would have been a failure. Well, and, yeah, we've got to be practical about the money, hey? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what, and what, but it's also to what you want to do. Like that was financially viable. Yeah. Yes. It was working. It actually wasn't broken, but yes. it was like, I have to keep marketing this. I have to keep putting yes. it out there. I have to keep delivering it. Like even mm-hmm. though I'm scaling a lot of it, ultimately it's still me who's going to deliver it and I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to, but mm. you are such a brilliant example and like for all of your course members and for the people that work with you that you're showing them the way, you're showing mm. them what's possible. And I know that you also demonstrate like you you're doing the thing so you're not like Mm. oh you should go and do this marketing like you're doing it you're like here's what I did see and it worked it's it's Mm. brilliant thanks Em hey lovely I truly believe it's your time to shine to build your business you need to know the right steps to take at the right time and I know it can feel so overwhelming trying to figure out what to do next when there's so many things to do That's why I offer the Hour of Power. It's one hour where we get clear actions that you can take to start building your business today. You can use this session to get advice, review content, build strategies, or work through mindset blocks. We could simply talk about what you want to do next, what you want to attract into your life, and how you could actually bring more travel and enjoyment into your life. It's whatever you need. This is your time, and I'm here to back you every step of the way. So let's set you up for massive success. Check it out, The Hour of Power. You can find it on my website, emmalovell.au forward slash work with me. Check out the show notes. And if you're interested at all, please do contact me. You can also get me at emma at emmalovell.au. Now back to the episode. Tell me about the podcast. When did that come into the mix? Because it's extremely successful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, I started that probably oh six months maybe. After my course, I ha- after the membership, I have to check on that. But yeah, it's been going of maybe three years or something like that. Um, and again, like when I first went to start that, I kind of thought, okay, do I have anything to talk about here? <laughs> Knowing that, I don't know, I'm not a big, oh, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not a big talker. I'm more of a listener. <laughs> like, do I have like enough to say? And I remember one of my friends, she's really outgoing at a chatterbox and she had her own podcast. I'm like, and her episodes would go for quite a long time. I'm like, I just don't think I have the words to fill them. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I wrote down 52 topics. I thought, right, <laughs> if I can actually just just take a minute here, write down some topics so I know I've got things to talk about, then um, we should be good. And so I uh, got that one started. I looked up on um, 
Upwork, I think it was, for a producer, for an editor, basically, because I thought, right, this is one thing I, I'm not going to yeah. do myself in mm. terms of the editing. So let's let's find someone that can help me with that. Um, so that was really handy. Um, got it out there, got it going, um, and have had different guests come on. And it's really interesting, I think, looking at the insights as well as to what type of episodes people really enjoy the most. But as I said, when we first kicked off, I have my 10-month-old son, my first child called Lando, and I had some episodes prepared and batch, and then we replayed some over those first few months, and then I got back into the podcasting. But I'm actually just having a little bit of a pause at the minute because I feel as though I want to make sure that what I'm putting out there is really purposeful. Yeah. And right now at the minute, my brain is, it feels as though it's a little foggy. I'm a little sleep deprived. I don't want to put out content that doesn't have a real purpose or value to it. Yeah. And so yeah. I've kind of given myself a little bit of a break just to that. rest a bit. I <laughs> so love I can it get going again. Again, I don't know about you, but yeah, a few years ago, me would have been like, mm. that was horrible. And I have yeah. a travel podcast and the first time yes. that we missed a week, yeah, uh, hurt my soul. Yeah. And I was even the day before, like, we could just, I don't know, I was like messaging friends yes. being like, I'll interview, I'll interview you. Yes. And then I had to just let go and be okay yeah. with the break. Mm. And then there was another time we had a month break and with my business one, I was more okay with it then and same yeah. situation of going, I don't, you don't want to put out stuff just mm. for the sake of putting out stuff. Yeah. And and also just, you know, and people go, oh, you, I always love what you say. And I can say, mm. I love what you've been doing. But that doesn't, if you don't feel it. Yeah. As, you and just don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's got to be true. You know, this is what I teach that we market with purpose and intention and we're not just adding to the noise and not just churning out content for the sake of it. So I'm also just taking a bit of time to be like, right, what, you know, what do I want to say? What do I think matters? What isn't being said? How can I help people? How can I bring the most value? And I don't think things are going to really change that much, but I'm also in that little bit of a questioning phase. My life is quite different now to what it was. And I think the industry is changing a bit too. As you kind of said, Em, there's plenty of options out there, plenty of different courses, lots of things happening online. And I'm just, you know, exploring and thinking about what, what, what do I think is the best way to move things in? And again, I don't think a lot needs to change in my business, um, but I just want to make sure that I'm being really, really intentional. Um, so I'm kind of just questioning everything. Does this still fit? Does this still, am I still proud of this? Does this matter? Do I think this is bringing value? Hmm. I love it. Thank you for being so honest. And I think it might, like, it might be minor tweaks or it might feel yeah. like a big shift, but yeah. people know the energy. And even yeah. when, you know, I've never stopped putting out content, I've yes. always had some repurposing or something. And whether it's yes. once a week, 20 times a week, yes. but, but people know the energy. And yeah. even, and I just mm. get messages all the time going, you're yeah. on fire. And you're like, yeah. Oh, they're like, that's really, that's really, I'm really loving what you're putting out at the moment. Mm. And it's like, oh, and I feel better at that time. And I'm like, oh, yes. they're feeling it. Yeah. And when they were, they didn't, nobody came to me when they wasn't and said, what's yeah. going on? Are you okay? Because yes. it was still stuff, but they obviously just wasn't, it wasn't landing or resonating mm. as well. And then when yeah. it hits and you start yeah. to get that response, mm. you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's. Yes. So it's, I love that you said that, given that permission that it's okay to have a pause mm. yeah. or to go on to maybe just a, a maintenance yes. mode. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't always, I think that's the fear that, not the fear, the exhaustion, mm. the pre-exhaustion that I have is that yeah. always launching, always yes. creating, yes. always. And I love that you've done this at 10 months because when Finn was mm. 10 months, I was <laughs> launching a course, launching yeah. a podcast. Yes. I ran my first ever retreat the next year. People were like, you're doing yes. a lot. It was only after a year of yeah. being back at work, I went, oh, I see what they were saying now. Yes. Oh, I'm tired. I get yes. it. Like, and I think lot. that was me in the early months, Em. I was just like, yeah, let's do this promotion. Let's like do this and this. And then I'm like, actually, I think I'm going to look back and just be impressed that I was working at all. Well, <laughs> so let's like let go of my, house. my own ego. Yeah, we built a house. We moved. <laughs> we, we built a house and sold it. Yeah. <laughs> Had some, you know, lots of things happen. Um and that, that's part of it too, I think, Em, is like making sure that I'm true to my own, I guess, version of success and what success looks like to me and that that might not be impressive to other people. It might not measure up to other people's version of success, but I actually do think that myself and the people that I attract and the amazing people that I get to work with in my, in my membership and I think we all have very similar values and very similar um, priorities and it really is about having time in the week, um, having flexibility, having the ability to do work that really matters, that they really, really care about, but also to have a life outside of their business mm. and to be able to care for many of them, family members, aging parents, children, grandchildren. We have some members that are like about to become grandparents, which is so cool, whether it's travel, whether it's whatever it might be. And I think like there's such a privilege in being able to do this as well. It's gosh, I just feel so, so lucky that I've been able to do this. And um, yeah, I think that it's, it's just continuing to come back to ourselves and knowing what is that end point what are we shooting for and we were chatting before we hit record em about you yes, know well, what does it mean to be to live a life you love and I actually was listening to Brene Brown on a podcast and it was with uh for our work week what's his yes name Tim Ferris yeah Ferris again and it was um one of their chats and she actually explained how when she was building her company her original vision or mission was about going faster quicker mm. and then she realized that that actually just didn't feel good to her and didn't suit her and she realized it's closer slower or something like other along those words and she said that she she's a better person and feels more in tune when she is having those moments of being at home unstacking the dishwasher and I'm just like oh I love that yes and you the second person who's mentioned that episode to me in a week so I'm gonna have to get on to it but that's a very ruler (laughs) goal faster quicker um Emily and I have both worked with Denise Duffield Thomas and we talk about sacred money archetypes and there's this ruler which Mm. a lot of business people would probably be oriented to and even if they're not you know I know I answered from that place when I first did the quiz because it's about work 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 and all you think about is work and you're always working and it's a badge of honor and and yeah, it, I like, think I was really resisting letting go of that 
for mm-hmm. probably when Lando was around the six months or so. I was just like, I want to work. I just want to, I want my time back to work and just bury myself and my brain in in this. And then I had to, I don't know, it really felt like this massive resistance or something trying to get that old life back. I don't know. And then mm. I'm like, well, it's just like broken away now. And that's, that old life is gone. I'm never going to have, well, I don't think maybe I will in the future when he's older and all that type of thing, but that capacity again. And that is okay. It has to be okay. And now my life work is in one section of that. Yes. But now it's a smaller section and I have my parenting. Yeah. And the other areas. Um, yeah. And letting go it's is such a huge lesson of motherhood, yeah. like that letting go and surrendering. And mm. I think it, it's very helpful in business. I was, you know, I think I, I don't know if I've told you before, I was terrified when I got pregnant, even though I wanted yeah. it, we yes. wanted it, it was what we wanted. But then because yes. I have a business and we're yeah. in a different position, I spoke to Kate Toon about yeah. this with her new yes. book, Six Figures in School Hours, because I said, as someone who mm. had a business for 12 years and then yeah. had a baby, it's there's a lot of fear around mm. um, as opposed to someone who starts a business yes because they want that for their to have that family freedom yes. or who st- has children and then decides to start a business yeah. and you're coming to Osmopreneur this year and I met the founders on a retreat mm. before I had Finn and I was terrified and they really mm. helped me to see I guess the life on the other side mm. but it's so much of that was letting go and surrendering yeah. and you can't know how you're going to feel mm. before and you can't know yeah. even, you know, in some ways in those early weeks and you're holding them and they sleep for four hours at a time, it's it's easier than when they're six oh months. Gosh. This is the thing. <laughs> Two I was years like, old. This isn't so bad. He sleeps all the time. Let me jump on my laptop. <laughs> I heard you do a podcast with him. Oh, I could my hear him, like, gosh. Snuffling. It was um, you make it work and then there's a time where they need more. Yes, exactly. But also you need more and mm. it shifts. And then, yeah, like you said, it's being able to let go of that, what you thought it would be, what you thought it would look like, what you thought you wanted yeah, and adjust to the new and it doesn't make you any less ambitious. Mm. So Mm. the ruler mantra that I've taken Mm. away and I'm, I'm proud to say that I feel like I've, you know, I've really engaged is to run my business with grace and ease. Yeah. And so like we said, I've, I'm asking people now, it's like, it's not what is success because mm. success seems to be a destination or a goalpost yeah. that constantly changes and moves. Yes. But what does living a life you love mm. look like? Yeah. You know, and you may not have an answer right now. But oh, is that a question? Post? I can answer. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd love you to answer. But, you know, I think it, it's a kind of deep one that I probably need to yeah, send to people yeah. before. But it, yeah. And, again, that will evolve. But, like, I guess for you right now as you're evolving this phase, yeah, yeah. what does living a life you love look mm. like? It's um maybe disappointingly very simple. <laughs> but, um yeah, it's like I can see my day and it's waking up in the morning I've got my, maybe, you know, more than one child, um, but, you know, my children, my awesome partner, Coden, that I'm with, um, I can see the house. We're renting at the minute. Um, we did, like you said, we built a house and sold it and we're going to be doing that again. So um feels a little temporary where we're living at the moment. Um, so anyway, I have kind of a vision for the, the, for the future house. But apart from that, life is pretty similar to what it is now, which is 
bloody awesome. It's having a few hours a day where I'm doing work that feels like it has purpose and it matters and it's helping people and it's in integrity. And then closing down the laptop, switching off, having that family time, doing dinner, chaos, all of that stuff. And then also, this is something else I noticed um, or I realized that just like fills me up and makes me feel happy is watching a good show at night. Like, yes. So simple. <laughs> but it is and we get we get pushed into these big lofty dreams and this mission statement mm. and vision mm. that has to be so you know and I said to you it was hearing Kate tune on a podcast and yeah. hers was like to have a nice day yeah and that's her mission hearing my and son giggle ah, yeah. that's to hear to uh, spend time with them or to you know, mm. it's okay to have a simple, like it's actually more achievable and maybe that mm. that mission is something that you're meant to be able to achieve consistently. I think we yeah. confuse goal and mission. Or yeah. we can, you know, we confuse mm. the mission is something that you continue to mm. fulfil. Mm. Um, the goal is you set, you know, okay, I did that goal. I'll set yes. another goal. The yes. mission is the, is the constant. Yes. And so mine is to live a life I love and to hear what mm. others are doing to do the same and and just kind of, you know, move. The goalposts can be there but mm. understand they're going to move. What's what's your very simple or mm. big or whatever you want it to be, mm. purpose and why. Yeah. And I definitely, um, for me, part of my work is the the educational side of things, the teaching and sharing knowledge and bringing in other experts and also building that sense of community, which I think you're pretty good at M too. <laughs> well, but that, that's what I feel as though I'm good at and yes. is a way that I can help and contribute and connect people. So um, yeah, I feel really lucky that I've found a model of business that suits me and brings value to people. And it's going to continue to evolve and tweak and change over time but um yeah I don't want to overcomplicate things I love it I'm so excited and I, I appreciated how honest and open you've been today and um it's, it's a joy to witness your journey and to you know I, I'll never forget that South Bank conversation and then <laughs> to get to you know kind of weave in and out um and be on this ride with you it's so much fun so tell me how well tell us how can we connect with you and yeah. is there anything we can sort of go and back and love at the moment or support you yes. with yes thank you so much thanks for having me so good to chat um so yeah you can head to my website emily osmond emilyosmond.com uh i have if you go to forward slash free there's a marketing audit it's quite a new one so you can go Amazing. get that one for free you can self-audit your marketing um, it helps you really identify areas that you might not be really focusing on that you didn't realize. So that's a good one. And um, my podcast will be back soon, the Emily Osmond Show, but there's a couple of hundred episodes to listen <laughs> to. to so you can, you can tune in there. And I'd love to hear if you listen to this episode. You can send me a message on Instagram at Emily Osmond. And yeah, that's it. I love it. We'll pop it all in the show notes. And I, I have no doubt that we'll get to share your voice again but thanks em i so yeah. appreciated this thank you for having me thank you for listening lovely one i hope this has inspired you to dream big and start creating a life you love today if you love what you're hearing don't forget to follow and rate on spotify and rate review and subscribe on itunes it helps other awesome people to find this podcast and get motivated and inspired as well 
Want to stay connected? Come and join the Live A Life You Love group on Facebook or connect with me on Instagram, emmalovell.au. The same as my website, but all the details are in the show notes, lovely. I'll see you next episode for more inspiration, motivation, and freedom seeking. Now go out there and live a life you love.